Welcome to Amalgam, a podcast where we talk about all things Marvel and DC. Today is a very special episode. We are recording our very first DC episode talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League. Today we'll be covering parts one and two of the movie. Again, I'm Vivian here with my amazing co-host Jasmine Page. Amazing. (laughs) Yes, always amazing. But it's not not just me this time, right? We got somebody else. We've got a special guest speaker. His name is Preston. Preston, you guys already know Jasmine, so let's just skip oh, over her. Can Preston, you could me up a little bit more. The heck? Uh, All I got was amazing. Usually, there's like four or five. I'm sorry, it's Preston's turn. Let's talk about Preston. Yes, yes. Preston, I'm do you want to introduce yourself to our friends? <laughs> As you heard, my name is Preston. Um, I'm like the residential DC fan in the I feel like nerd the drinking bunch. word of the day is going to be Preston. We've said his name like so many times. Are what we was his name this? again? What are we doing? <laughs> Sorry, Preston, I interrupted you. Yes, yeah, so let's let's talk about you for a second. I'll shut up for half a second. Um, I mean, I'm I'm just a big DC fan. I mean, I've been watching you guys' podcasts ever since the beginning of WandaVision. Oh. You guys helped me through that because I almost gave up that show if it wasn't for you guys. Wait, why? I what? really almost gave up that show. I just hold on, hold on, didn't know hold what on. the hell was happening. I was just like, all right, uh, yeah. I'm not interested. It's, in no, no, and that's because Preston, like he said, he is our residential DC fan. So, you know, Marvel was a little anything tougher. but anything but DC. Preston's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm over it. Yeah. I, I like X Men. I like X Men. I mean, that's so, basically so. Marvel. Or uh, in the, I don't know. It's in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad we helped you get through it, and I'm glad you're here to help us get through this really dense, long Snyder cut film. Did anyone else? Did and this may just be eight me. Eight hours. God, yeah, it took me. It took me like ten hours to finish this. Just and I watched it twice. <laughs> not. I didn't mean to make a gagging sound. It's a great movie. It's it just. I was gagging at the time frame of you watching it. I and I don't know. I kind of talked to Vivian about this in our private chats. But at a certain point in watching this, did anyone else feel like? And it's true because you have. But I felt like I've already watched this. And there were certain parts, yeah, I know that it's a quote unquote new movie, but it was hard to get through certain points because I had already watched this movie. And so I had to will myself, especially because we do a lot of research. And so we kind of have to find all those Easter eggs and God damn it, were there a lot of them. But it's just, I don't know. I had to wrap my mind around, this is new. Did anyone yeah. have there? I would get through a scene and I'm like, and I just watched the um the theatrical cut a few days prior because yeah i hadn't watched that one actually i did realize i thought i'd never watched it but i had as i was going through it i was like i've definitely seen this movie i think it was so bad that i repressed how unmemorable it was it was so (laughs) no but when i was watching the snyder cut i was like okay i I saw this scene but then there would be something completely brand new or different Mm -hmm. and then i'd get pulled back in that's that's it for me too i think at a certain point it was just like a game of let's find all the little additions or let's find those little tweaks, especially in Wonder Woman's first fight. There For were, sure. and we'll get to it, of course, but For like sure. there's, I watched a YouTube, cause you know how people are. They're so quick to find the best, you know, YouTube they can put out there. And I've already seen a lot of theatrical versus Schneider, Schneider, mm-hmm. why, why is he Jewish? Uh, <laughs> Snyder cuts um, that I've seen parallels and they particularly, particularly did the scene with Wonder Woman and just to see how much was added on and how much almost darker in a sense yeah. Wonder Woman became in that one scene. Um, but let me not jump ahead. Let's, let's tackle this beast one 
part at a time, literally. Um, so Vivian, how are we, how are we doing this particular podcast? So I was thinking since we have it already split up into parts, we can do, uh, I guess we'll just dive into, well, we don't really have to theorize anything. I was just telling Preston this because there is no like Justice League 2 to expect. It's just the movie as it is. So I think we can just jump into. (laughs) No theorizing. (laughs) So what am I even here for then? Like no, why? we can theorize, it was but such, it's such I a big it's... tease of what's to come or what could have been. There's such a big, I can theorize <laughs> all of you. Kissed. There's a whole Green Lantern HBO series. What? What could oh, have been, though? It's, it's as if they follow up with. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, it could be. What could have been? I We're going to share our thoughts. I think you it's think just Jared breaking Jared Leto is not going to let another Justice League out. Are you kidding me? Jared Leto? <laughs> Jared Leto? Is that not the Joker? Am I being an, a no? Man? It is, but I, I just I don't like him as Joker. Ah, uh, back off! Someone I thought he to. was. I thought he was no longer Joker. I thought he like left that part, that role. Didn't they just redo um, this? Yeah, they I just... mean, they did that. They did that for the Snyder Cut, though. I don't think he's going to be the Joker in any other movies after this. Yeah, because there's, also, there's um, what's his name? Uh, oh my gosh, why am I blinking? Batman. Uh, Robert Christensen. Ben Affleck. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, uh, uh, Vampire Robert Boy, Twilight. Yes. No, Robert I'm talking Pattinson. about Ben Affleck. Ben oh, Affleck <laughs> also stepped away from like this Batman. And Henry Cavill. What? They're re- they're and re- Henry. Yeah. yeah, they they're all so, gone. So Ben what Affleck. What the hell have I missed? I'm just yeah. researching Justice so, League. No, there is ben, no Affleck, ben Affleck stepped down. He's going to be in a Flash movie. But after that, we're not, not supposed even, to be seeing how, Ben Affleck. Because how are they going to have Supergirl in the Flash but not have Superman? Or well, is they it, could have Superman. It'll no, just be they're going to pull that. a Pietro and So uh, I guess we might, we might have to talk about that separately too. Because the Flash, I'm, I'm expecting big things from the Flash to like change oh, the too. whole like DC universe. But the DC. whole DC universe, come on, now. yeah, them some pretty. Big well, I mean, no, I mean he he can like that the whole Flashpoint paradox and everything, mm-hmm. you know, like it's just it, him trying to go. Back he can he can literally movie. reboot the DC People have been wanting a Flashpoint movie, movie since the beginning, and I know that that <laughs> I am people. <laughs> me, yes. me too. I, Vivian has wanted a Flashpoint movie, and I I get. I get what it can do. I we're opening up a whole X Men lore of like which timeline is really real. It's just it's too much, and it, it feels like a repeat. I feel like what they're gonna do if they do the Flashpoint movie is do everything that they've already done with every superhero mutant movie that's ever done. I get it's it. Not... Mommy one he wants to bring his mommy back to life. Fine, but it's just too easy. Like so I have I you see not something... heard? Because they're rebooting Superman too. Henry Cavill's not out now. Was it the yeah. mustache? You said what? Was it the mustache? It was the CG. It was the CGI'd clean shave. I think he just got. I think he got tired of dealing with WE's, uh, WB's movie studio crap because he's been he's been successful even after Superman. So it's like he doesn't need to deal with all the BS no more. I guess. I just I adore him, and it's it's interesting when you line up all the Supermans that used to be. It's they're all Henry Carval. Like none of them look different. <laughs> And it's, it's hilarious because I saw like a, an illustration of all the Superman and I, I'll send it to you guys in the group. And it's, it's just an illustration of all the Superman that ever were like in their prime. And you can tell that they're different people, but you can't tell that they're different people, if that makes sense. It's, I think his Superman has this look, like he has this look that everybody- Yeah, chiseled white guy, like you know? I get yeah. it, I get it. <laughs> 
but <laughs> but <laughs> but it would be nice you know maybe a black superman every now hispanic i don't know I mean, we're getting a latina supergirl super i am I very much aware <laughs> oh wait that's your or you had class with her yes yeah. yes that made that me so back happy in EMDA, good old i love the representation but do you guys it's think we're even ready for black superman though i mean there is one in the comics by the way but yes there is do you think do you think it's 2021. World. Do you think the African American community would a, would let a black Superman bomb at the? He would You're be right. the greatest no. superhero right. ever. Are you? You are absolutely right. Do I think the world is ready for it? I think the world demands it, and I am excited just just to like see the world when that the riot, not the riot, but like good riots, like it's. I mean, you guys remember how they I, showed I up for black for Black Panther. Are you here's the thing? Because I used to work. Yeah. I, I, I we're gonna, we're gonna get to Justice League people. I swear to you, we're gonna get to Justice League. I worked at a movie theater uh in the bar. And so we get free when you work in a movie theater, generally you get free movie tickets. So for me, how it worked is I got four free tickets a day uh from Sunday through uh the early morning on Friday. So just not the prime time, obviously Friday, Saturdays. Um when Black Panther came out, the amount of relatives, because I'm I'm half black. The amount of relatives that was like, hey, you get those free tickets though, right? Like, we gonna go support our movie? <laughs> I was like, that's the not how you tickets. support it! You go and you buy tickets! <laughs> I saw Black Panther, I I think every day for a month. Multiple wow. times. Wow. As you I, should. I did my part, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but anywho, sorry. Sorry for that random Superman to Supergirl to the Flashpoint tangent. Um, we're we're letting off. We've we've only talked about Marvel for the past two months. Like we're letting out all the DC steam. So I'm ready. I'm really just excited to start talking about the Green Lantern. That's what I'm the most pumped about, and I'm so happy that the Green Lantern got so much. I'm gonna use quotes again. Screen time because it wasn't our Green Lantern, but it was other Green Lanterns. Yeah. But we know you that were... it's coming. Just green. I'm just excited for all. And the I did green. have to look him up. The only person, Jasmine, that I've ever heard no. who likes the Green Lantern. No! Other than I had a I had a teacher in high school. Shout out at the comic book teacher. He he also I think is like a big Green Lantern fan. I've never. But heard it's so cool. Talk about just him. just that whole Emerald Knight just all of all oh, sorry that's what the green lanterns are called by the way the emerald knights uh just like that whole premise just wait just ew get him off your shirt if you can't even like respect him no they're they're all they're really dope I, I actually never really got into them that deep either i just started how jordan oh, neither one i was like how jordan or john stewart neither fine it's a <laughs> you're alone here but but i'm open i'm willing to i saw that sequence in the film and i saw the ring and i was like oh they're alluding to green lantern i have no idea well, two. anything about there him, were two but... scenes we're gonna fuck we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves let's pro okay <laughs> opening sequence yes the prologue very different uh Whedon, that's his name. Whedon and Snyder's completely different. I personally preferred Zack Snyder's. I feel like I, think, I hope we all did. No, no, no more. I, I even watched. I I didn't rewatch the Whedon one. But can you correct me? Don't laugh at me. <laughs> no, I'm laughing at Whedon. That's me. Um, I didn't rewatch it. However. That's the one where they do like the Superman is dead and you see like everyone crying and it's like, or was that the end of Batman? I think that was the end of BBS. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Whedon started. 
it starts with, and also for those of you who didn't rewatch the theatrical cut, so Whedon start with Whedon's starts <laughs> with. Um, it's two little kids and they're kind of filming like documentary style mm. Superman and they start asking him questions and they're just like, what do you like most about Earth? And like, have you ever fought a hippo? Like, it's just a cute, happy so scene. Like, oh. Yeah, it was supposed to be like a sign of like hope. That's how I've always yeah. looked at that. Mm. Yes. Like, they were like mm. trying to give people hope again with that video. Yeah. Okay. And then the Snyder then- Cut is complete opposite. Yeah. <laughs> um no hope there i like <laughs> both i i kind of i i it's not that i i oh, words i don't mind that opening i think that it is a very sweet and innocent opening for everything that's about to happen like if you had that with four hours of just death and drama especially especially when you see that and then the very first major actual like in her suit up is wonder woman and she freaking off the guy like i think that paralleled with the rest of the movie makes sense yeah i also want to disagree with you you know what that's why you're here go ahead. <laughs> well jasmine jasmine or preston go ahead and then i'm gonna raise jasmine a question i i want to disagree with this one just because the oh, intro in the whedon version um it was just like mm-hmm. like i said it was supposed to give it like a sign hope like it was happier it was a whole lot lighter but i think the intro in the snyder version gave it like set the tone for the rest of the movie and it made it made like the desperation and the need for these heroes like to come together to figure out the problem and it, it made i feel like it made a uh, uh, steppenwolf like just so much more threatening i'm not saying then, to get rid of you know? that i'm not saying to get rid of the superman death but i think you open with that whedon like hope and then the very next thing you see is him and then the ripple 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 like just that the dichotomy between hope mm-hmm. and happiness and then the loss of hope okay i can see that's that. what yeah. i'm saying i think so everyone's like be, combined yeah i will be the middle ground here and say okay yes i could see that happen i uh, from whedon's opening because it was a longer opening sequence it wasn't mm-hmm. just that cut i would have liked to see that little slow motion yeah but <laughs> You take out the but, slow motion and this movie would have been two hours. Yeah, the the happy Superman clip that we got. Yeah, I would have liked to see that juxtaposed to Snyder's opening within the same sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's what came after that. I'm assuming they. it looked like they were taking it on Snapchat. But it was what came after <laughs> that hopeful opening that I was kind of like, okay, I don't really. It was like a cheesy battle scene between Batman and a parademon. Um, yeah. I it actually kind of missed that scene, though. Do you? You liked it? I Yeah. I mean, but I guess in the Snyder credit, it wouldn't have worked, but that was Batman already on the tail of Parademons well, figuring out how they work. You know I, what? I, I still kind of feel bad for the guy who used his bait and just hung off the roof for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I forgot about that part. I mean, I would have liked Aquaman to sit on the Lasso of Truth, but we didn't actually get that either. So we all lost something in this. Am I, am I, I've been hearing everybody say, but wasn't there something similar to that still? Like it was on his foot or something? Am no. I bugging? No, nothing. There was no lasso and nothing around him. Not did this man just say, am I bucking? Bugging. <laughs> bugging. I was like, what bugging. does that mean? Bugging. He's bugging. He's like bugging out. I, got, like, I get it now. Okay. It's, I'm it's sorry. Is that time. too New York for you guys? I'm sorry. It's a little too New York. Welcome to Cali, babe. <laughs> Welcome to Cali. 
yeah. Okay. I don't even think we've talked about. Oh, we, we're on the prologue still. So, so the yeah, we're prologue. Still we see the ripple effects. I thought it was cool because at least now we're seeing a lot more cyborg. I mean, this could oh, yeah. have damn well been cyborg's movie because yeah. it was all all him, and I think that that's great. Um, but then we kind of see Batman. You know, he's galloping on his horse in the wild would horses survive in in greenland in that cold temperature that's a good question um, it's a google worthy one but you know he's he's galloping along and you know we see him looking down and and boom we see our first part one that's the yeah. voice i assume part one part one and it's uh what is it in what a world it? don't don't count on it batman don't count on yeah. it Batman. how did you guys feel about it how did you feel about about the parts in general do you think that, that it needed the parts or it was only there for dramatic effect? I liked them. I don't know. I think we could have done without them for sure. But yeah. I don't know. I liked the phrases. I, li I just liked seeing what phrases they chose to take out from each part because then it kind of did set that like I was looking out for specific things because they had these title cards. So like the don't count on it, Batman, I was looking for, okay, where are we going to let Batman down or what are what am I looking for here? Mm -hmm. Same with the Age of Heroes, which which is part two, but I was really looking for that, okay, we're going to get a story from this. I think I my want favorite was All the King's Horses. Mm -hmm. That one was oh, my favorite. Horses. Mm -hmm. I, I think mine was towards the end, the epilogue one, the the, the one for Cyborg, um, A it? Father Twice Over. Oh yeah, because yeah. that part like really hit the feels. <laughs> I was about really to say that one made feel. me. I was very sentimental for that part. Yeah. Well, I didn't get it till you just said it. It's three different, three different. You didn't get it. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I was like, he oh. presses the button and he says, "A father twice." <laughs> he says, "Yeah, he said it I'm twice." Joking, God. I understood it. I guess it's fine. It's so sentimental. Me too. Like I felt it. Um, so Batman just. Say you have a cold heart without saying I, you have a cold heart. Okay, TikTok, calm down. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he he gets to the Iceland Icelandic culture. I like that they they got to sing and that they were sniffing his his sweater. I was <laughs> hoping you oh, were gonna mention that because I was. Oh, just, I was gonna mention that. It was my as, favorite part. I put that on as my. As soon Instagram. as it happened, I was like, "This is like fan service for all the women." <laughs> like, I didn't get it. I understood her. I understood her like because he's a god they know that he is a god he's a god amongst men i understood her picking up his clothes because he just left him there like what <laughs> i understood that but for her to like like i didn't i get that too would remember, you do like, it would you would you do it not in public not when it was a <laughs> choir serenading behind me like i would take my time <laughs> You just give it a whiff as these beautiful harmonies are happening in the background. I didn't, I, not that I didn't like that scene. I appreciated it, but that's one scene that I thought, okay, yeah, we could have done long. without this. Yeah, it's cute. I like what you were trying to do, but if things were being trimmed, that could have been one of them. Like it would yeah, have been fine yes. to like have that start, and then the choir is just singing over all the action. But we didn't need to zoom in on them and mm -hmm. you know see the whole. Yeah. yeah. But I did appreciate it as something because this movie was, this is just everything that we filmed and would have included and might have cut out if, you know, Snyder got to choose what went off or was what was on the cutting board. Um, so it was just nice to see like, oh, they, they filmed this and this is a part of it. But okay, if it had to be shorter, this would have been taken out. I don't know. Yeah. I, I could see them doing this whole 
film in theaters. They did Hateful Eight was what, three and a half hours long. Why not just tack on another 30 minutes? People would pay for it, mm-hmm. who would sit through it. I think it's just it's just a, a misconception about, because long movies in general, like uh, a lot, of, what was the longest movie? Uh, Hateful Eight, I thought that was a Netflix thing, wasn't it? Hateful Eight? No, that, that yeah. was a, uh, uh, God, what is his, Quentin Tarantino. Oh, okay. See, but like he has like really like diehard fans and all. But I feel like the last long movie that I remember had to be like the Lord of the Rings trilogy and like all of those movies, The Hobbit. And but I can't remember seeing a movie over two hours after that. Mm, I I, I think Justice League has its own definitive army behind it that would support it. For sure. I mean, they clearly did with this Especially one. Especially with the drama and the controversy of all the yeah. actors. it's It would bring in a crowd for sure. But at that time, that controversy wasn't really there. And, it, you know, DC was still trying to catch up when the theatrical release. Well, I'm not talking theatrical. I'm talking the Snyder Cut. Yeah, I, if they were to release this without the drama, though, I don't know if people... Oh, would've... I see what you're saying. Okay, well, you know? well, well, well. Um, where are we now? So we met Aquaman. Oh, they kept Fish Boy says no. <laughs> what did you just say? That's where we're at. Where Lois Fish... says No, I said Fish Boy says no to oh, Batman. Yes. Fish Boy says no. He does say no, and then you get your don't count on it, Batman. So yeah, and then he gets in the water, which I I I was so sad his little zoopy part was taken out. You know, you remember in this yeah. uh, weed and cut, like he gets in the water and you see his little Joopy ripples so it looks like he goes fast it was but yeah. we see that later i think we just see that later yeah but i want it on top of the water like i want i want it so powerful that it's like it you know like it like sloops out i don't know i'm i'm nitpicking it's not necessary but it's just i feel like a lot of zach a lot of things that zach did he did it out of spite you know, I bet I bet Whedon had these moments that he was so proud of, and all the actors were like, "This one, man, take this one out." He loved this one. <laughs> it was- I, I could kind of see that because even even some flash moments, and then the lasso moment that you mentioned earlier, I was just like, even, mm-hmm. even um, later on, and I'll, I'll bring it up again when we get to it. But even later <laughs> on, the like cyborg grabbing Aquaman when they're flying in the final battle, and he's like, "The ride's not over yet." Yeah, and it changed to. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> and I was like, what? Why? That didn't make, why change that line? I, whatever. It is. What Did it they is. even have the scene where Aquaman like comes crashing off the, off top of the building no. when he's no, riding like the parademon? Because like that part was so like, dope. He kind of just flies and then it cuts to something else. So uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so then we see, we see what? Mrs. Mrs. Clark, uh, Martha, and she's lost the farm. Yeah. She drives away. We get a cut to of Lois. And she's grieving. She's just miserable, depressed. And she's getting her coffee in slow motion. Uh, just silliness. Not silliness. But those parts, I can see why you would even say silliness. Like, I'm never going to argue on that one. But I feel like it was kind of necessary, again, just to show what like the world was like without Superman. We didn't. Because like in the, in the weeding we cut, we didn't get a really... All. We didn't get a lot of like sympathy or empathy at all. But like in this I one, they were kind of was... like showing how it was affecting Martha 100%. and Lois. Yeah. They had they had a they had a few of the, the clips from the end of BBS in the beginning, yeah. but like that was about it. Well, there's throughout the film we do see a lot of familial struggles within each character. Like we see it with Barry, we see it with Victor. 
um, even with Aquaman and or Arthur. And so I think it was nice to see, you know, we to see Lois and Martha grieving and going through this like mourning Superman. I thought it was just it tied in more to that. Like these are the real struggles. These are the human struggles that our main characters are going through, too. I I hear what you're saying. I just really want to. I have to bring up a point. And it's, it's going to be one of Jasmine's tangents that she does, but I, I do want it because you brought up a really important point, Preston, and it kind of ties back into just the whole DC universe in my mind in general and why I think I appreciate the Marvel universe so much more. And it's because the Marvel universe in watching all these shows, WandaVision, um, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, only, only WandaVision, I know, but, but all the Marvel, all the Marvel movies, Iron Man, Black Widow, all of this whenever you watch these films, it feels like it's in your real life. It feels like it's it's happening to us in, in our world. You know, mm-hmm. when, when we lost those people for five years, you know, in the blink or the blip or whatever, and they came back, those real life consequences, we, Vivian, Preston, myself, we think about that. Like, what would that be like for us? I mean, we even joke like, oh, what if someone bought your house and you blip back and, you know, we joke about it, but it's real. It's happening. And I think that's what the DC universe is lacking is that familiar connection to its audience. It feels like it's taking place in a universe and we're just spectators watching it, which is why I, when I see, you know, just normal people going about their day, like Superman, the greatest hero, when the only knowledge we have is that giant black thing across the London bridge, like how is this actually impacting? And that I know- That was actually an Easter egg. Right. But, so, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, I know it's an Easter egg because it's because of the comic, the Superman, yeah, yeah. I get it. But, you know, what are the real life implications? And I, I don't mean to bring in Flyboy. No, no, no. But like, even with that, like even that Marvel show, and we'll get to that in the next Amalgam episode of Flyboy and Metal Arm, but even that has implications of of Captain America's death and what that did to the world and how the world is dealing with it and how they, you know, not spoilers, I'm going to stop my comment there, but that's just what I mean, you know? And so when you say, Preston, it's just two people grieving, it's, it's not. You know, Martha and and Lois have a conversation together in this part one, and and they kind of talk about it. Like Martha having her moment of of all I'm seeing is people talking about oh Spider or Spider Man, oh Superman, Superman, but my son. You know, I don't yeah. care about Clark. I care about Superman. <laughs> I don't. I don't care about Clark. It's Superman that matters. Yeah, I, I feel you. Yeah, no, I get that out at some point <laughs> no you made some good points i also agree with could be i am more yeah i'm more of a marvel mcu fan i would say um, i think mcu definitely executes their films and their characters and their stories so much better than than dc has and something that dc is lacking is their ability to make the audience feel like they are a part of this story and sympathize with the characters because it does feel like we're kind of just watching but that's what I liked about the Snyder version. When I watched Whedon's, I did not have any or much. I won't say not any. I felt like I didn't know the characters really well. Like I didn't know where Cyborg was coming from. And I didn't know why well, I'm you familiar never, with. You never watched Teen Titans? No, I know. I mean in the movie. Okay. I know where Cyborg is coming from. I just mean like his character seemed very stoic and so did Barry's. Um, yeah. There wasn't much depth, but with this film, I felt so much more sympathy for these characters because we got to see their backstories. 
Um, and while a lot of fans already know their backstories, it's just nice seeing them like being brought to the screen and involved in the plot line of the story. Um, I agree. Um, but speaking of, of craziness and, and can we talk about Wonder Woman and this fight and the implications of her killing someone? Because I think that's where we are next in the scene. Because in the I think that's too shocking, though. It's shocking, <laughs> but it goes against everything that Wonder Woman stands for. Wonder Woman has always been built on if she doesn't. And that's the whole Wonder Woman, first Wonder Woman movie. If I don't have to kill someone. He was a god. Like, if she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. If she didn't have to kill a literal god amongst you, she wouldn't do it. So yeah. why, why did she kill this guy? You know, and, and it's another point I would like to bring up in this Wonder Woman segment is that this whole movie of Justice League is supposed to be built on one is not enough alone. So mm -hmm. for me, I think it would have been interesting if maybe one of the bullets missed and hit a, not going to say a kid, but someone in the room. <laughs> You know, I saw something like that online too. People were like, I was kind of hoping. I was kind of hoping. Me. You're not alone. Okay, I'm not alone. It's not a crazy thought. Just because the whole idea, I mean, every other character had that moment. You know, you, yeah. you had Cyborg with his dad, you had Aqua Man with damn near his whole village. Like, just every other character had a moment. Even Barry, Barry, he had to stop the woman in the car. Like, everyone had a moment where they were about to lose something. Yeah. Except Wonder Woman. And I get it. She's epic. I heard I it every time he, she came us here. Nah, 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 yeah. nah, 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 I get it. I feel like they, they, they played that song a little too much. Always. But, <laughs> she came on screen. Nah, 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 yeah. nah, nah. Well, there was a difference. But they, I, but they I, mentioned I wanted to her point that out. The, her Wonder Woman theme song. Just because. So in Whedon's version, yeah, they played it near damn near every single time she was on the screen. It's the first thing we hear when we see her on the top of the building when she, we mm. first see her in the movie in Whedon's version. In this version, Snyder Cut, um, I don't know if you noticed that they swapped it out. So it wasn't her theme music or her motif yeah. every time. It was like a kind of, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like a <laughs> women's choir singing. Yeah. Um, I do think I don't know, that I the feel soundtrack... like that difference, go ahead. Uh, I do think that the, the the soundtrack in general deserves more credit in the Snyder Cut. I think a lot of people haven't mentioned that too much, but I feel like the soundtrack pl definitely played its part in how people, like, how to make you feel in this situation mm -hmm. and, like, how to how to think about, like, what's going on yeah. in the current scenes. I mean, yeah, music is huge, especially in film. It does, like you said, it sets mm -hmm. the theme. It, it helps tell people how to feel and what to think about a certain scene. And I actually, didn't they, they switched out the, I don't know the proper term, I'm going to say composer, but the people who were working on the soundtrack and the score for the movies. Originally, it was supposed to be, I don't remember their name, but it was someone else for I Zack wish Snyder. I could help you, I don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> and they stepped away when Whedon took over, um, it was the same person who did the score for, no, I don't remember. I w I'm so sorry. I wish I knew their name. But they did switch out the people who were in charge of the score. Yeah. Um, and I feel like you can tell because there were moments in Zack Snyder's cut where the music was even different. And even yeah. that had a hand in making oh, the movie seem think, different. I don't think the, the original score from before, like there was a whole Justice League theme. I don't think that Josh Whedon's theme was even in there. I like that one. I don't remember. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't even remember what it was, but I remember liking it. It was a good one. Yeah, but that did, I mean, 
that's what I was going to say about Wonder Woman and seeing her for the first time and Zack Snyder choosing not to play her theme for the first time that we see her. It was this other, like, yeah. angelic it was a choice. But again, um, I feel like it's another way for him to, like, stick it to the man. Mm-hmm. Also, to go back to the, the murder thing. Um, talk about all the Amazons that died? No, 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 not that. Um, yeah, I was just trying to. I was trying to remember the timeline. Wonder Woman came out after Justice League, right? Yeah, the very first person to get their own movie was Aquaman. Yeah, and then Wonder Woman came after that. Mm-hmm. So you got to remember too, like the Snyder cut. I mean, Wonder Woman wasn't made by Snyder, and then the right. Snyder cut like kind of set the. He was supposed to set the tone for the rest of the universe. So. If that murder was in there from the beginning, do you think that the Wonder Woman movie would have changed how she felt about murder? No, no. I think it would have given her something to to understand and to battle and to kind of come to grips with. I think it would have just given her another emotional struggle. But in this film, in Justice League, she killed mercilessly. She just Mm. did it. And again, it takes... Because Wonder Woman is supposed to, despite it being made after, its timeline takes place well before Justice League. So why now is she, what happened that made her change and say, ah, killing some humans is okay. I don't think think the DCEU thought that far ahead. (laughs) Honestly, I just don't think they thought that far ahead. You had enough time to CGI a bowler hat floating down poetically, <laughs> but you didn't have time to think of the consequences of what that hat could mean. What? Yeah, I mean, but then they didn't actually show him die, so you can argue. I mean, you can That's assume. Yeah, you can easily assume. Yeah, but <laughs> on screen, or it didn't happen. <laughs> you can't. You can't really. Yeah. I don't know. Well, the only person we actually saw her kill was at this? the end. What? What was the problem? Yeah. Is that they don't think ahead. Like DC, I'm thinking DC movie, DCEU. They, yeah. DCEU? Yeah. DCEU. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't think too far in the future. I feel like it's not planned accordingly. Like we have phases I, for Marvel, whereas mm-hmm. this doesn't have a phase. I think what the problem is with DC is that they don't, the fans have kind of abandoned them, whereas Marvel, they play with their fans, i.e. fucking WandaVision. It's just like they understand that the fans are putting in all of this extra work and the research and the comics and the lore. Whereas DC, they kind of are floating on the fact that they are the most recognizable superheroes. You know, people mm-hmm. grew up on Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. point, the, the trifecta. They grew up on that, especially the Trinity. Trinity, Holy Trinity. God, (laughs) let's talk about that. The seven, the seven of the Justice League, you know, the symbol of of a perfect week. Superman, his whole (laughs) Jesus thing, like it's there. It's always been there. And so I think they're just floating on that knowledge, whereas no one really knew who Iron Man was before, you know, the kids toy thing. Yeah. So it's just different. Um, I I don't think they're fans really abandoned i think the fans are the only thing that's keeping it going i think the problem with dcu is that they're trying to go to a crowd that's not interested because like the main crowd and and like the regular movie goer they see marvel and they're just like yeah let's go see the marvel movie and then reviews when the dc movies were coming out everything was just being compared to marvel so it was like so I feel like it, it wasn't so much of their fans abandoning them. It was just them abandoning their fans, I think. And 
and trying to hit a crowd that doesn't care about their movies. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of fair fights, uh, the Amazons, <laughs> can we talk about that? Traumatic? Oh, my gosh. Well, wait, first, wait, it was traumatic. Start. That was so... Oh, go ahead, Preston. Can we talk about the fan service of the beautiful tall woman with bows? I was like, I was like, all right, oh, yes, we now... Can. I was like, now, I was like, now I understand the whole sniffing the sweater thing because then they just showed me three beautiful Amazon. Just gorgeous. (laughs) All of them. They're (laughs) just like, even, even in the beginning, at the very beginning, uh, when all the, the mother boxes were going off and you saw that like line, the whole circle (laughs) of Amazonians, just like, "Mm," like I was, I rewound a few times. I did. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah, there are a few pauses and some added slow mos on my behalf. Yeah, um, no, yeah. Made that four-hour heard... movie five hours. I... <laughs> don't don't worry about it. That's why it took her so long. Shut up, shut up. Anywho, you were saying about the traumatic, dramatic. What did you say? You said traumatic, so I said tra- so. I repeated <laughs> traumatic. No, yeah, it was traumatic. It was really, really sad to see you know an entire entire fleet of Amazonian women just. They sacrificed themselves to protect this mother box. But it was also one of the most beautiful scenes of teamwork that I've ever seen. Like, it was beautifully choreographed. Again, this is going back because you're the only person that watched them both reasonably within the same week. The moment where... uh, Am I going to call her Hippolyta? That's not her name. Hippolyta, Uh, I think it's... Hippolyta? Is that that her name? The queen. The queen. Okay, Queen Hippolyta. Um, I wasn't sure. I was like, that feels a little too Greek. But if that's her name, then well, no, that's 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 Wonder Woman's whole thing. Like Greek gods are all over that. Right, right. Um, any hoodle. So the Queen, uh, when she's running, and one of the Harbinger demons grabs her leg, was that in the original, or did they add that? Mm, I think that was added. That was added. Yeah, I, I hated that. So. I hated that moment. Because it made it so much more real. I'm not hating like I hate it, but like I hate it good. Um, I hated it because it was so much more real to me and it made it so that I felt the pressure. Because now yeah. that moment of like, because I remember that like moment of, of the other Amazonians catching it. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. I remember that from last time, mm-hmm. but the impact of their deaths now had a significance. Because it wasn't just that they're grabbing it because they hit the thing too early. It's that, oh God, we have to make sure that she gets out of here. And then when yeah. she's out of here, we can just give up. Yeah, you know, the stakes those... were so much higher. Well, no, they survived. I think, I'm pretty sure they died after it fell. But no, they didn't get smushed. No, like, <laughs> no, they didn't get smushed. I, was, I had this in my notes. They need better, they need they better mechanism. In your notes. No. Show no, me your no. notes. No, just that whole, that whole sequence. I was like, they need better, bit, like better mechanisms for defense because if their whole thing was let me hit this and stay here with the wall dropping, I'm like, you're not, you, the wall is dropping. You don't need to necessarily be there, you know. Like I, I was just thinking, like as as soldiers. But I think I think as like a soldier, I, I think they got smoosh. But let me go by your thing, and they didn't get smooshed. I think that the point is is that there's a sentient at every part. So if they get through one, you know, field of sentient, they have to bust through the wall, and then lo and behold, there's more people waiting for them. So it's and then just, what happens to the people behind them if, like, let's say one of them succeed, 
the ones behind them are now just trapped in too. <laughs> they could. I think that was the point was that they were all sacrificing themselves for this though, because I assumed everyone was trapped behind. Yeah. And oh, yeah, I'm the only one that thinks they got smooshed. Yeah. I no, cannot. Yeah. Once it's smooshed down. <laughs> no, once it's smooshed down, I'm not gonna lie. I don't think I realized whether or not they got smushed because I was so like, it oh my god, is, is she gonna make it? You're right. It was slow motion. It was slow the motion. whole movie was slow motion enough. <laughs> um, but no, it just it made it seem so much more like uh, like the stakes it were so much the higher. Desperation. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, there and you then go. for the word. whole thing to just come down, mm -hmm. I definitely don't think that was was that in there last time. The um, was. Yes, it was. It was. It was. I didn't. The think so. the building falling was in both of the Snyder cut and we really. I truly could not remember it. And so I, it, for me watching it this time, it felt like the first time. And I do yeah. think that part of that is because I didn't care last time. So whatever. Maybe, maybe it wasn't. And I just, I watched no, the beginning no, twice. I, and I that's don't what know. I'm thinking I'm of. To, I'll have to research it later, but I don't know. I was gonna say, by the way, before that. that sequence too, Steppenwolf is probably the luckiest villain alive. Mm -hmm. Getting dogpiled by like. Getting dogpiled and then, and then collapsed in cement. And then in the water, and he's like, oh, God, and then walks away. Like, what? That's that made me so sad also just to see all, it. this just hit the heart, was to see this building fall with all of these women inside of it, and then he just comes out of the water like nothing. It's like the yeah. sacrifice was for absolutely nothing. Just, I can't imagine how those characters, like the queen. Like, how and, do you deal with that? How yeah, everyone who survived, that's so sad. But I, I also think that made him seem a lot more threatening because I think the biggest thing about the weed of armor this time. Well, that too. He, his armor looked a lot better too. Did you see when he when he got shot with the arrows and how he just like flexes I put it, on it my out? Story. <laughs> yeah. But I think the biggest problem with Whedon's version was that Steppenwolf did not seem like a threat, and I think in this movie, within the first thirty minutes, you're like, oh shit! Well, like, he had a he <laughs> had a purpose this time, and not yeah. he had a drive. No, he has the same kind of, and I think a lot of people have akin him to Loki. Just Loki's whole, um, it was Age of Ultron, I think, Loki, when he was working for, was he working for Thanos? Yeah, that whole thing. Just villain mm -hmm. Loki. Uh, they akin him to that because before he was just fighting for some unknown purpose, but now he's actually fighting for Darkseid. And so, and, yeah. and Desad? Um, <laughs> Desad. <laughs> Decide. I laughed. I laughed every time. So, okay, this is a good segment into this comment. Preston, sure. you said you they made him seem so much more threatening. I uh, I kind of agree. They made him seem more threatening in the Snyder Cut. I think when it's when he feels confident in what he's doing against like the heroes. But every time he approached, and obviously that's because of his story arc. Yes, he was like a like scared little puppy every time he approached Desad or. Uh, like yes. dark side was yeah. mentioned oh, like, um, like that friend Dark's... that just wants to hang out with you and like does anything he can please guys well um the thing is like with the orange i believe he is dark side's uncle yeah um like dark side is actually yeah dark side is was a prince and all this other stuff killed Why? his parents Hold on. To i'm gonna stop you right throne. there because i need you to start again give it okay give it to me. okay, okay. so dark side dark side is a this. prince dark side is a prince his real name is like Uxis or something. I don't know. I never actually heard it said. It was like U-X-A-S. I think um, it was said in the prior. 
that's what he was oh, like. i don't remember yeah. um but yeah like he he was a prince he kills his brother and then that's how he that's how he turns gray and gets all his little powers or whatever um he gets he has a family he starts a family his mother thinks he's being a little bitch so she kills his wife literally i'm so sorry <laughs> yeah mom said you're being a little bitch and Let kills me, his that's wife. some straight up Hera yeah. shit. That's some Hera so, and Hercules family. This is a big thing on Apocalypse, and we're going to get to that too. <laughs> because so she kills his wife. Later on in the future, he kills her and his, and his father to Naturally. take the throne. Yeah. And then I don't know if we're going to go into this, but Granny Goodness and Desaad, um, they're like, there's that hierarchy is Dark Side, Granny Goodness, and then Desaad. Mm-hmm. So him being a steppenwolf being like the uncle who is under his nephew blah 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 like that's why he fears dark side deciding granny goodness mm-hmm. and if we want Dude, to, i'm I excited for granny goodness to start story. being more of a prolific character because she's yeah. got an interesting storyline very too. interesting i think we're going to talk about her later though yeah. the later parts for sure but yeah like it makes sense why steppenwolf is like it was like a little a little rat Every time he talks to decide, he he entered every scene going decide, decide. <laughs> like he was literally like like a little kid who just scraped him. his knee outside. Yeah, I want to talk to him. Tell him I want to come home. <laughs> Shut the Let fuck up. He looks hideous without his without his head armor, by the way. But I like that they did that because it showed oh, it yeah. showed yeah. him lowering himself. Like yeah. you know the worm that he is. We just yeah. call him all the the sneaky kind of. <laughs> animals of the kingdom no but um, they did they did show how confident he was in conquering but then the second he was with the people that you know he feared we got to see you know okay he does have something that he fears and this is why he's trying so hard to end humanity fair enough. and by yes. the way i think dark side is a little punk because there's no Isn't way dark side's a little punk Hold on, yeah. this is this is the almighty dark side, the Thanos <laughs> well, that is. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, but not, I'm not saying he's actually a punk, but I'm saying there's no way you come to Earth, fail. Oh, and then, your and then forget goes, about it? Yeah, and then your uncle goes and you're just going to act like you never knew. <laughs> I love that. You, you didn't, you didn't want to put a sticky note down and say, oh, Earth. Because I think even in, and I think they're going to talk about it. I don't know wh- which part we talk about, like the breaking down. I'm jumping ahead, which sucks. Yeah. But I don't I don't remember when Wonder Woman's like, here's everything that happened. Um, yeah. It's the next part. Oh, cool. Great. Lovely. So I'm jumping ahead a little bit. I'm going to pause here then. But all I'm going to say is, how are you going to forget, man? <laughs> you, you, you. I'm going to stop right there because I'm going to just say it. I'll stop here. Um, I think it's a good stopping point for us to let Tina do her little thing tina if you could go quickly this time you like to like take your time and this isn't a schneider cut so if you could just you know quick and quick and pace you are listening to a nerdy bunch production you can listen to our podcasts every day of the week starting with amalgam a marvel and dc podcast hosted by jasmine page and vivian horror whores hosted by justine co-op mode hosted by elia and ivan ooh squadcast hosted by cheyenne and caleb torn talk a star wars podcast hosted by clarissa and isabel Gamers for Life, hosted by Jarrell and Arthur. And finally, the Nerdy Bunch podcast. For more info, visit our website, www.mynerdybunch.com. Tina out. Oh my god, Tina. That's you know, so good. Thank you. Oh my god. Okay, moving on. Uh, do we, do, what's left to talk about as far as the Amazons and the death and the horses and the, the arrows and the death? Uh, Steppenwolf gets the mother box. 
talks to he kind of taunts Apollota a little bit, and I think his taunting in this movie was a lot better than in Whedon's version too. Well, like he seems to talk a lot of shit. <laughs> but um, like I said, he's so much more confident. Yeah, like he was really talking a lot of shit this whole movie. We love. But the then uh, king. the Amazonians <laughs> he's not a king, come. Though. <laughs> and the Amazonians come and he gets up out of there before they could get to him. Mm-hmm. You know, like a smart villain. And I think that was about it. I think so too. Um, so think, that's that's yeah. the end of part one. Yep, that ends part one and brings us to our part two, the Age of Heroes. Mm-hmm. Getting them backstories. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so the first thing we see is uh, Batman shaving, which yeah, I think was still in the other Alfred. one. Too. Was there a reason why? Do you think that was morning? He kept the beard going. I actually didn't even think about that too. <laughs> I don't even remember that happening. Why? He was on the ship. I am I just not I remembered it because the, the product parts? placement. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, the Amazonians and their arrows and like Batman shaving. And and did you guys see how Wonder Woman's thighs like jiggle? Am I not watching the same movie? I didn't wait, see wait, 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 wait. There was jiggle. <laughs> there was yeah, there was some jiggle. It was a slow motion jiggle when she was like sliding on the floor in that and like the twisting parts. I know you guys were looking at this. I was looking at this. Oh no, I was looking at her knees because I made a comment. I was like, her knees are so strong. Oh, I was thinking about that, especially anytime Barry does anything. Like I know it was really cute and and it's in this segment so I can kind of talk about it. But the shoes breaking apart when he went super speed. Love that detail. And things like that I really appreciate. I was waiting for the rest of the clothes to come off. Again, watching the wrong parts of the movie. But I I appreciate that. I think Wonder Woman has guards on her knees, doesn't she? She does, but yeah. still, Jesus. She's not padding. There's some cotton swabs in there, There's, I'm sure. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, man, but still, I would... I, I do question those moments. You know, anytime, anytime the superheroes, especially Barry, because he was slamming himself in all kinds of walls in this movie. Oh, yeah. Does that hurt? Because in, for all intents and purposes, Barry is human. He can just go really fast. So on a cellular level, I get you got to eat a lot to maintain your metabolism. He heals mm-hmm. faster too. He heals yeah. faster. Yeah. Fine. But can I see a Bruce? I know I saw like the little <laughs> gutting later, but like in those moments, I I want to see more than you just like. Oh, I think you know? Barry yes. also has some strength, like uh, more strength than a regular human. Does he or does he just move? Really I think fast that's and you only. Just don't want to get hit by him. I, I yeah, I think it's more of like a speed. Thing and yeah, force, I think it's just not so much strength. Strength. Oh, that makes just sense. over and over and faster. Like you can, you can. It's it's the I I think it's the same theory of if you drop a penny from the Empire State Building, it can crush your like you can die. It'll mm-hmm. because of the speed with which because just a normal penny hitting your head, but it's the velocity added on to it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then you're right. If Matt. Barry can, if Barry can take a or if Barry can hit things with force because he's just going really fast does that mean when barry runs into things really fast then that should hurt a lot it should hurt it should really and i just yeah so i get we're asking the important questions (laughs) i'm asking the important questions and like when when i'm at a panel i'm not going to be asking the cast i'm going to go straight to the director like did you think about you know the velocity versus (laughs) the uh like that's these are the questions i want to know Sorry, I just had to bring. What are we even talking about before that led me into that? I don't know how we the got shaving. to that. We were talking about that shaving. man was shaving. <laughs> yes, but I had there was one thing about this conversation as he was speaking with Alfred that stood out to me, and he I, I don't remember the whole conversation, but he was talking about Alfred was talking to him about why Batman is doing what he's doing and this that and the third. Oh yeah, and then he 
purposely doesn't say Superman's name. And that stood out to me. And I'm just like, oh, him. He, he says yeah. Him. And I'm like, why? I'm like, I, I, can see, I can see that you might feel, sad? I was just like, I can see you might feel guilty. But then even then, why do you feel guilty? Because at the end of BBS, Superman picked up the Kryptonian spear, the, the little kryptonite spear, the and sacrificed Batman. himself to kill Doomsday. So like there was a success for that. Like, you know, like if he didn't make that kryptonite spear, Doomsday would still be out and about. But the thing about Batman is that he's he knows that he is dark, and so he does everything in his life to bring light back. That's that's Batman's MO, and he knows that Superman has always been a symbol of hope, humanity, and strength. Just point blank, period. Mm -hmm. So for Batman to be the direct cause of the death of humanity's hope, that is crippling. It's debilitating, especially because the last time that he made a promise on someone's grave was his parents. Exactly. And so it's just a repeat of history and it just makes it really difficult for Batman. I'm I'm now I'm now Batman. So I'm, you know, the thing that makes it difficult is that anyone that he gets close to dies. And so I think that also is really tricky for his subconscious and his psyche, because he keeps having these dreams of Wonder Woman, of of the Flash, of Superman, of of just death. Mm -hmm. And that every time he tries to do good, even even bringing Superman back, that was Batman's initial thought that just spread like wildfire to everyone else. So it just sucks that every time he tries to do something good, it directly goes the opposite way. But even with that, still at the end of BVS, what did he do that directly affected Superman's death? He, told he didn't Superman make Doomsday. This day. was the only way. Mm, no, mm. Superman. Superman went to go save Lois out of the little pond inside of the building, and then ends up coming out with the spear. But Batman didn't create Doomsday, and Superman realized the only way that I'm going to kill Doomsday is with this Kryptonite spear. And Superman chose to do that. There was no discussion. There was like none of that. So I guess like the only thing that Batman would have to feel guilty about is making the spear in the first place. Or but just he not didn't finding do that, another way. Uh, there is okay. Batman Batman's a, an emo kid. He'll find reasons. And he likes to prepare and all this stuff, which he wasn't prepared I mean, for Doomsday. Thing. Yeah, he wasn't prepared for Doomsday. So, I don't know. What do you so, think? Baby? Yeah. I'm trying so hard to remember Batman versus Superman. <laughs> I'm like, wait, Lois in a pond. A it wasn't like an actual pond. It's like some building know, yeah. collapsed and there was like a whole bunch of water. Oh, I and do like remember the spear that. happened to be inside. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know. I mean, I, I do think that Batman feels, that Bruce feels, regardless if it is his fault or not, as a human, he's going to feel like there's fault. So he is going to feel guilty about it. that's batman's whole thing is he's always prepared and that's even in in the animated series that's what he's always strived on is making sure that Mm -hmm. he's always i think i think that's even something that is in his core he has a whole dossier of every single uh i was gonna say avenger every single (laughs) super what is their name every 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 metahuman every thank you every metahuman he's got he's got a list a dossier of every metahuman and how to bring them down Mm -hmm. He is prepared to a t- he's psychotic like yeah that. he's he's just crazy um is, is this psychotic or prepared i was about <laughs> yes. to say he's not psychotic we can say this is a he's a, a human as, as a self-diagnosed therapist it's a little psychotic but just he's saying. but but he's a human with the means to protect 
everybody from yeah, he's a Medicaid playboy billionaire situation. philanthropist i get it yeah I'm but wrong, he, but you've got the wrong billionaire yeah yeah but he's more than a billionaire he's like a just xxx we don't know how much he has uh, I don't even know. but like he he's, he he's he i think he has taken that upon himself as the only human that these metahumans fear <laughs> so it's technically like... the green lantern is human just saying he's just the ring that makes him powerful yeah. Just, yeah. just saying. Technically, like, you I have mean, Bruce point. Wayne says it himself. His superpower is that he's rich. Yeah. So. And, and as funny as I think that line was, I, I feel like they kind of just like. Cut. That's the one you would have cut. <laughs> I, I don't even say like I would have cut it because it was it, it was definitely funny, especially to people who like to make fun of Batman. Because Batman's like the butt of all jokes on the internet usually. And but he, I was just like, I was like, they kind of downplay. Like, did anyone else notice that? He, he had, had a what? romantic moment. He had a romantic moment with with one when of them. He, like when setting he up. graced grazed he, her arm. They gripped. It was a gorilla grip. Oh. I don't remember that. What? Yeah, it was. I don't the, think I remember. Oh, I noticed uh, it. I think it was three or four. I think it was. Who cares? We'll get to it when we get to it. But yeah, there was like a cute little romance. Oh, it was in five. There was a cute little romantic moment, part five, where they like grabbed hands and one of them was like oh sorry sorry about that and he's like no no it's it's fine it happens it totally is a thing that that people do and it was like really icky and awkward and then all this shit started happening and they had to like yeah. put on their outfits yeah. like, why that do that cute. to me why give me <laughs> something cute. to write wet pads about if there's not going to be another justice league it was to give us something to <laughs> anything that you, was you gotta remember it. it wasn't the plan wasn't to not give us anything after <laughs> i think and I, I know we keep bouncing around that there's not going to be I'm, i swear to jeebus superman i think that i think that zack snyder said that uh, he didn't close the door i think as well and maybe we're just speculating because we're excited but i'm pretty sure he said i don't know like who knows what could happen with justice league so i don't think mm. he i think his original statement of i'm fucking done has been rescinded to you never know what could happen. Who knows Flash what the world's movie. gonna bring? The There's Flash a reason movie. for this. I think we're gonna have another. I think I just wanna. I I person. I keep talking, guys. I'm so. I know it's a podcast, but I keep. You keep making me excited. I personally <laughs> wish that there would be another Justice League, and like we get all the mini movies. I want to see the world burn. I want to see what that looks like. Absolutely. I don't know. After after this one, I was like, "Oh my gosh, we're probably not even getting a second movie." But now that I've seen the Snyder cut, I need a second movie. I, I, I did Google it this morning. I believe they said the second one. And what? Um, that I believe that they said the second one was more was going to take place in that that whole nightmare realm. Most That's of what it. I want. Yeah. yeah. What were you saying, Viv? Oh, well, I checked this morning. I googled if there would be a second one, and as of right now, like there's no plan at all for one. Well, I mean, we still have the Flash. We still have all these other movies. Yeah, still yeah. Cyborg this is true. Movie. Yeah, we got time for that. Black Adam. There's hope. Mm, mm, mm. Is so? Is there? I know there's Black Adam, but there's also regular Adam too, isn't there? Because they... Ad Adam A T O M. A T like like an Adam the, the like science. Right. Yeah. Well, because I say that because they introduced that doctor. Your dog is so Ryan Choi. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. No, you're fine. You keep <laughs> on. It was entertaining. Um, yes, yes. What do you say? Ryan Choi? Yeah, Ryan Choi. Ryan Choi, yeah, because they introduced him with Cyrus. Like that's his like lab partner. <laughs> so I'm hoping 
that we get to see some sort of Adam, at least some allusion to him other than him just being in here. And I think I can talk, oh yeah, I can talk about this because we're, this is part two. Um, and we kind of see Cyrus playing with a Kryptonian ship. <sighs> is that important? The Kryptonian um, ship, I mean, and I'm asking both of you because I, I get that it's important as far as BVS, but, and I get that it's important in far, as far as waking up Superman, but beyond that, can we just it, throw the ship away? I think they mentioned it at one point that um, Silas was the only one who, like the only reason he got any work done with the mother box is because he put two and two together with the Kryptonian right, ship it's, it's and the mother box. ships, different properties, yeah. but same th yeah. theoretic. So yeah. I, I, other than what you said, that's probably about it. I mean, but they're not, I mean, you got to remember this is America. Like they're not going to throw right. away some alien technology. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's just a waste of space. Like that's taking up the whole of the Wayne Aerospace Division. It's just a lot. Yeah. Um, so yes, we got Cyrus. Oh, and we see we see the whole Hippolyta or not the Athena Arrow. I think the like. Pew, pew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, Artemis. Yeah. So Artemis Diana gets arrow. the the warning from the Amazons about war, which then leads her to dive into this cave. I can't remember if that was in the Whedon version or if that was an additional no, scene in this not. version. That was an I think okay. it was like a trailer or something. I do remember seeing at least bits and pieces of it before the Snyder I remember version. seeing her getting there and looking at the arrow, but her diving deep down and learning about the mother boxes and, and mm -hmm. the... Well, um, yeah, that part definitely wasn't in the Whedon version, but the part okay. where she held the torch up and you saw like the the drawing of Dark Side on the wall, I feel like I've definitely seen that somewhere, and I don't know if it was a Snyder trailer or if it was a trailer before the theatrical release. Because I don't remember. I mean, I just watched the Whedon version this week, and I don't remember that part at all because I remember being confused, and maybe I just wasn't paying attention. I remember <laughs> being confused about how then. Diana, because she goes straight to Bruce after this, and that's when she starts talking about the age of heroes and the mother boxes, um, and that's kind. Of, she comes to him saying like, "No, it's something worse. Something is coming. Or war is already here." Um, and I are remember talking, during. Are you talking theatrical? Or are you talking the Snyder? Both. Okay. Um, it, that stayed the same throughout both, but in the Whedon, she went to Bruce right after finding after getting the arrow. Um, that's the distinction that's the important yeah. bit between the two is that now you have the connections on why diana was so knowledgeable she got the arrow yes. went down there and so not only is her mother showing her or telling her hey war is coming but it's hey war is coming and here's the instructions that you need so yeah that's and that's why i was i was more confused during the whedon version because i don't remember seeing her dive down and right. see all of that and it made more sense. The placement of that scene just made more sense in the yeah. sex cider. And it's brilliant because because mm -hmm. it is it is curious as to why Diana a didn't know it before, but in this movie, it's important to know that she has that knowledge and she's coming to the table with something. And I think mm -hmm. that just builds on her character a little bit more too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So now we're we're then after that, I think they show the abductions. Yeah, when they were all in the um in like the medical bay mm -hmm. and again. By the way, the fucking sketch that the guy drew is Batman. What is hilarious? I, I was like, but I was like, wait, but that's did what a professional you're supposed to do. draw this? That's what. <laughs> well, it's uh, yeah. I mean, that's the the examiner or whatever. It's a child. I saw that, that and I was that, like, that, like, who drew this? Drawing. A child. Um, 
I, I, I mean, that would be a fun game for us, like to try to draw something that someone's describing. I, it's always my thought for these drawing people. I think that it's supposed to be interpreted to you and you sketch it out to like, however you think it is. And then you take a second piece of paper and make it look better. But yeah. they literally just slapped up whatever onto that wall. Um, that was but then, and then later on, don't they, don't they say that the image was of a parademon? The uh, Wonder Woman does, but the only the only image that you need is that that it looks like Batman, and it yeah. gives Gordon the opportunity to be like, okay, let me just go light up the signal. I don't understand why he broke the bat signal later. What the fuck was that? Sorry, we'll get to that when we get to it. But it, <laughs> I, I never understood that in this film. There's no reason for him to break the bat signal. In fact, after what you just saw and were told. And Batman saying, there's not enough of us. Why are you breaking the bat signal? I still need to know if shit's happening. There's not enough of us. Maybe he broke the bat signal to now make, in in his mind, a Justice League signal. A signal for all of the heroes. I don't know. But I don't. even then, I don't know why he wouldn't just, you know, store it elsewhere instead of break it. Why break it? What are you doing? What it's the GCPD. Doing? Batman does their job for well, them. Well, because you know the financial people money. are downstairs. Okay. Like, why did you? I spent... Where, where is our why does our budget matter if you're just gonna go breaking shit like why their budget doesn't matter batman does the job for them so they just stay there and save money that is probably very frustrating <laughs> like how do you differentiate between what's batman's job and what's the police's job save money with what's bruce batman? wayne all right batman yeah. um where are we right now so we so there's the, the I, I wrote well okay the abductions and then i wrote aquaman whiskey montage i yes I wrote um, Aquaman uh, Willem Dafoe, but yeah, yours is better. <laughs> I My favorite thing about Aquaman and about Justice League are the wispy hairs and like the, I pay more attention to the floating suave <laughs> than anything else in this movie. And I really wish they had some like mermen, I don't know, or Aquaman with beards because I very much would like to see like flowing majestic man manes. Mm-hmm. Does he not have? Oh, I th- no, yeah. No, well, uh, I think like in scruff, but it's it's a curly scruff, so it just kind of stays. I think in the Aquaman about... movie, there's some people with beards. Do they? Like, sure. but like yeah. a Gandalf beard. Some I don't know if it's that long. But... <laughs> That's what I want. I want a Gandalf beard. I want to like. I want it to like stumble and trip on my fins as I'm flying. <laughs> well, while <laughs> we're talking about Aquaman and fucking Voco, yeah, <laughs> I still really hate that these people atlanteans mm. need an air bubble to speak with no each other. they changed that they oh changed yeah it in the film not, not, not in the snyder cut no well, they in the, still no, are in the snyder in cut the... in the snyder mm-hmm. cut whenever they're out of the air bubble they communicate with dolphin sounds so out of the bubble it's rewatch it out of it they're communicating... yes they're communicating with dolphin sounds and then when they get back into the bubble that's when they're talking they fixed it so you don't actually hear them talking what when they're when they're communicating with the dolphins when they're communicating sonar? in the water yes okay so you don't actually hear a voice you just <laughs> no you don't hear a voice you just yeah. hear the sonar but only when they get into the air bubble are they communicating normally see so maybe it was like we missed that yeah i think i may have missed that because like an audio thing or something but i just thought it was like a hey i see you you see me let's go in this air bubble let's talk uh, we, we, we talking like fish yes <laughs> That's, That's what exactly that is. how fish sound. It's 100%. But then 
Also, I did like how they showed Volko in this one because this was before Aquaman and like it just added to like his whole little story. Building. And, it, and it, we, we understood now how he got his trident. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that that part was really cool. Just all of these little additions and fillers, I think, are really precious and important to this film. Yeah. I still think that we need an Aquaman film where I get to see his mother. Um, I know we saw her, I know we saw her like a little bit and she was like fighting on the couches and stuff. Like that was cute, but I like want, I want her backstory. Like I, I feel like it's a sexy gotcha. backstory. You want her own solo film? I want her, I don't need a solo film. Maybe just like a spinoff, like a mini series or something. Just like, well, just like- <laughs> I mean, shit with HBO Max, they might end up doing stuff but that's, like that. But that's what I want. I want, I want to see the, the, the disconnect between Atlantis and- the um amazons because they kind of talk about why they don't like each or they yeah. talk about that they don't like each other but they don't talk about why they don't like each other so yeah. that i want to see and if that has to do with queen whatever her name is then then yeah i want that that's true i feel like that would that would be a good segue into or not even a segue that would be a good prequel movie a good prequel movie you know we keep mm-hmm. talking about the game of thrones prequel prequels <laughs> that never happen let's make this one actually happen Oh, wait, we completely skipped out on Aquaman, quote-unquote, forcibly persuading um, the guy to buy, his, to buy his liquor. <laughs> and, and then littering that bottle into the ocean, by the way. Yes, I, I said Aquaman here. whiskey montage. We no, but, like, but he threw his bottle into the ocean, and he's supposed to be protecting one. Oh. And then he just like made that guy buy his drink. Like He's like, yeah, it's on him. <laughs> He had a tough day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you had a bad day. And I think that that same part was in the Whedon version too. Him littering and all that stuff. Yeah. We don't know that he's littering. Maybe he's playing fetch with one of the fish. We don't know that. <laughs> do not speculate. Well, him like doing that. I'm gonna be. I'm just gonna. That do that. Him doing that gives leaves room for character development. Okay, for his solo film. Okay, so Wonder Woman's killing people and he's littering. That seems that seems like a fair balance. Aren't um, they such great role models? <laughs> okay, so now uh, we've got Wonder Woman. Who do we have? It's like it's just Wonder Woman and Batman, and they're, they're yeah, talking about Wonder Woman fills him fills Bruce in on the Age of Heroes, and, and we see of... my boy, or at least one of the boys yes. of the Green. Well, before before we see Green Lantern, we get a little bit of a reference when Steppenwolf goes to visit D- Desad when he goes <laughs> crying to him, and he talks about how he's going to retrieve all the mother boxes to conquer and defeat and kill all oh, of humanity. Technically. There he was says a moment he's... before that. I know what you're going to say, but technically, okay. there was a moment in the first part. Um, there was a little the magazine or the the newspapers that get thrown on the ground. It's like a police or a bank. A bank mm-hmm. is looking for an architect. In the comic books, that was Green Lantern's job. His original job was he was an architect. He was an architect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the um, first that was John Stewart's John Stewart. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, John Stewart Greenland turn was an architect so that could have been and again we're just what do you call it what did we do for vision yeah we're spitballing theorizing. We're, we're theorizing <laughs> exactly so these are just little tidbit things but that's another illusion allude mm-hmm. to green lantern but say yeah. years now because that was the next one yeah this one was he told desad um we're gonna do this with no lanterns no kryptonite and so when he said the no lanterns i was like I know that I know this guy. He's talking about the Green Lantern. 
Yes, which is cool because then we see later on that there was a Green Lantern because mm-hmm. they, they have to manage certain sectors of yeah. the universe. So uh, that was Yelongur. 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 And he yes. looks a lot more weird in the comics. But <laughs> it looks you like a kid. Yelongur for a Green Lantern. Oh, <laughs> see what I you did he, there. I'm so clever. I said oh, you longer for a Green Lantern. I do younger for Green Lantern, but it's okay because we got two. We got two in this film, so it's okay. Wait, two? We got two. We got two. you didn't see the second Green Lantern in the film. He's the most important one. Ooh, I what? can't wait to get to part four. Let's keep wait, going. What? I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up when I bring it up. I right, wait, but. While we're on Yolan Gur, mm-hmm. there's like some little backstory you have on him. Please, he, I love it. I probably already know it, but let's let's. Um, he I was know, stationed at the like the Earth sector and all that stuff before the first Green Lanterns, which was Alan Scott, well, the first human Green Lantern. Um, and then uh, I actually look after like searching into him a little more because I never really, like I said, Green Lanterns I never really looked into too much. Mm-hmm. He actually wasn't a good guy per se um so he he saw uh human civilization rising and he saw them as a threat immediately he was like yeah they're gonna like fuck up the world which is arguable but (laughs) but he saw them as like being like that they're gonna like that they were a threat to the universe this that and the third so he starts to like terrorize the earth at like certain eras of time like when they start to uh like wait when they, so when they're the green lantern was doing this yes well, because he, he his he, way of thinking he was protecting the balance of the universe yeah okay. before it happened <laughs> so um so he started like terrorizing earth and then the guardians who are like the uh is there a marvel equivalent of them like Can it's like the council honest? like the yeah. council of the green oh. lanterns yeah, so like, like the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> no, no, because they're like no, miscreants yeah. that are just kind of fucking shit up. They basically they have yeah. control over over all the rings and all the sectors, and they basically like, direct all the all the sectors and stuff. Light but they saw what he was doing, and then they gave his ring a weakness, which happened to be wood. <laughs> so, all so when he was terrorizing this like town, at, I believe he said it was in like China or something, he got poked up by some wooden spears. And um, <laughs> and then um, after he realized like there was that he may have been betrayed by the guardians, he just like he was just like he didn't tell the ring to uh to repair his wounds or anything like that. So he just let himself die because the guardians gave him a weakness, and then that's how he lost his ring. So he didn't really die to dirt to dark side. But he and did in this version. Yeah, and that that's all I got on him. <laughs> yeah, nice. That was all new to me, so thank you. Mm. Um, but but you know that every time the ring dies, it flies off and hops onto someone else. Like it, it chooses someone else. I assumed that based off of what we saw in this version, when the ring flew off of him yeah, and it that's, went off. That's so I was like, little... okay, that means there's going to be a new guy. Yes, yeah. I think Hal Jordan is the only one that it didn't fly off to. It was bestowed, and I say bestowed because it, it did choose him, but it wasn't like it flew to him. It did you watch the Green Lantern film? Uh, and it, it, again, all the comic books kind of change. I'll bring this up later. Yeah. I'll save it for when the next Green Lantern shows up in the Justice League film. I'll talk about this. Okay. Okay. Cool. So we moving we, forward uh, for oh go. <laughs> no, that was it. I was just still <laughs> talking about the fight in the battle because that's where we are, right? We're talking about 
the difference between the two and the Amazonian yeah. and the Greek gods and the Kamehameha of Arrow, which was kind of cool, or one of yeah. them, one of the Greek gods. Yes. Well, you got that scene completely just like swapped out Steppenwolf and Darkseid too, mm-hmm. by the way, because originally in Jane Whedon's version, Darkseid was Steppenwolf. Darkseid never actually got a like got camera time at all, mm-hmm. which is confusing to me. Because he's again supposed to be the big almighty baddie who is now taken down by a few punches. I... Wait, but you, you, you're dumbing that was, down. He was taken down by an God. entire fleet of heroes of different people coming of the gods of men, the guardians from the sky, Aries. the Amazon. Okay, but how many punches until he was actually like down on the ground? I don't remember. I didn't count. It wasn't a lot, guys. And he's supposed to be the all. I get it that there was a yeah, lot no, yeah. of them, but he had he had at that point thousands and thousands of worlds that he had conquered, all on his back. Why was he down there? Yeah. Why? And I don't I, understand. If he's I had a note to... about that too, because they made him he seem really Earth. weak. They made him seem so incredibly weak and a bad commander. It, it just doesn't make sense unless it's just his hubris that was just too big. I don't understand on a tactical level why it made sense for him to be down there on the field, especially because yeah. nothing about him makes it seem like he's going to sacrifice himself for his troops. Yeah. Well, they had to do that to make our heroes seem oh almighty. Okay. But so the, I feel like, enough. but they were supposed to, I feel like with that scene, they were supposed to, uh, to show what dark side can do other than just saying like oh he's the leader of everybody because there was no omega beams there was like he killed oh, i think the only person actually killed green was the green lantern right that's it and that was for <laughs> that was for the not even poetic justice that just to fulfill the storyline yeah there's no reason it could have been was, there was no omega beams and those omega beams literally like they could tear through people multiples at a time and he controls you see them it, you see it later on <laughs> yeah you the do flashbacks and stuff yeah i mean but it was also a way to show oh my gosh excuse me it was also a way to show how much how many people it would take in the case that they i mean this was like okay they defeated dark side but i would say as a viewer in the case of defeating dark side it would take an entire fleet of people coming together to do so and i feel well, like this just was a way to emphasize that and i can see why there's not going to be a justice league too then because that's never going to happen again there's well no, no but that the, but that's the thing the but the, with, with the justice league again. you don't need all of those people the yeah. Justice League are not Greek gods. They had three Greek gods, all of the Atlanteans. They had Hippolyta. They had all of the the um, Amazonian warriors. They had the Green Lantern. There's so, the, all the men, the humans, the men, the people, the men. Like it's- See, Jasmine, Jasmine, the they Justice did League not has... have a Flash or a cyborg. Yes. Think about that. No Flash, that. no cyborg, no Martian They, they didn't Hunter. have access to the US bank systems. That is correct. <laughs> no um, Superman. And... Yeah. <sighs> Superman and Darkseid are pretty much like toe to toe. Like <laughs> I have to- and you know what's also curious to me, and I think this is where we can wrap up in a little bit because I know we're getting about to step into part three, but just something for food for thought for everyone. It's said that the mother boxes didn't want to wake up because Superman was was there. That's we know this. That's the whole mm-hmm. premise of, of Justice League. Mm-hmm. But my curiousness is 
why a if, if, if they know about kryptonians are we trying to argue that in their dormant state that they also know that superman is stronger on earth and can judge his power levels because um most likely yes well, just because smart computers, he has but they're not sentient beings you know i can understand them because that's it they're they're computers superman yeah. is not docu i don't know maybe he is i don't it just didn't make sense to me because the only knowledge they would have is superman on krypton but he's not as strong as he is on krypton as he is in on earth i don't know it yeah. just kind of made my brain melt a little bit yeah but that's i can see what you mean by that so yeah where are we now i think that um, brings us to the end of this section because after she yeah. explained what she basically set the set the rules for the rest of the movie or the plot um, where they had to stop the unification of the mother boxes. Mm. And then it ends with this line that Diana says, "What um, they, they said the age of heroes would never come. Yeah. And then, and then the next we get our age of heroes. The age of heroes. Uh, cool. So I think this was a good wrap up. So we did what? Prologue, part one, part two. We've got three, four, mm -hmm. five, six, and the epilogue left to go through. So yes. Just um, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All 12. of it. We've got we've got two two more hours worth of information. So make sure you guys stick along for the ride. Um, mm -hmm. Preston will be staying along with us for the rest of it, and uh, he's got a lot of information. So again, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, how did you feel about the Justice League? Let us know in the comments below. And if there are parts of Justice League that you feel like you wish would have stayed in or would have been added, let us know that as well. Um, but I think that's it. I think that's a wrap for for this so far. And a wrap for our very first DC episode. <laughs> All right, see you guys in the next episode. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Amalgam Podcast. Amalgam is a part of the Nerdy Bunch production. This show is produced by Ivan Gonzalez, Jasmine Page, and Vivian Ferreira. For additional content, please follow us on Instagram at the Amalgam Podcast and on TikTok at Amalgam Podcast. And if you're feeling extra spicy, you can also visit us at www.mynerdybunch.com forward slash Amalgam. Hope to see you guys there.